0: Well good morning. How many of you are glad to be here today? How many of you are happy to be here today? How many of you it was a struggle to come today? Okay. A few of you. That's okay. That's okay. I want to share something with you before we really go too far this morning into uh, some thoughts. Um, one of the things that I always want to do is, as your preacher is I always want to be real, okay? I don't want to be something that I'm not. I don't want to, uh, when I'm down, I don't want to act like everything's roses. And I want you to know this morning that it's hard for me to be here, okay? It's hard for me to be here this morning, Um uh, and 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 I'll I'll give you the short reason. Uh the short reason is uh yesterday uh Blair and I lost a really good friend. A really good friend. She was her name was Kara West. Uh I, I'm not exactly sure. She was either fifty-three or fifty-four. She was one of the elders' wives at Hoxie, but more than that, uh, their family became family to us when we moved to Arkansas. We had been married for a year and a half. We moved eight and a half hours away from home into the middle of nowhere. You, some people have told me Hayleville's the middle of nowhere. You've never been to Northeast Arkansas, okay? Um, it is the absolute... We, we lived and mo- when we moved, we lived in a house that I kid you not was in the middle of 7,000 acres of rice, our neighbors were mosquitoes and geese, okay? We lived out of town, and, and out of town's a stretch to even call it a town. Um, but the West family and the Smith family, um, Danny West and Mary Smith, our brother and sister, their families took us in and loved us just as we were their own, Um we, they became the pseudo-grandparents to, to Collins, and in the Vance. he showed up into our life. Every time they had a family get-together, we were invited. We have gone back and visited several times, but Carol was diagnosed with cancer um, a little over six weeks ago, and a very aggressive cancer, and passed away yesterday afternoon, um, leaving behind Danny, four beautiful children. Um, One who is uh, 14 years old and still at home, one is expecting um, her first child here in the next three weeks. Just such a sad story. But this morning, this morning, my heart hurts. My heart has an emptiness this morning because I hurt for that family that I love so much. And where I want to be this morning is with them. And trying to get my mind and my heart into a place to share with you something motivating from the Word of God has been extremely difficult. I sit at the table, and and don't get me wrong, I've got my sermon notes right here. Um, It's a pretty good sermon, if I must say so myself. It's on prayer. Oddly enough, everything that I have studied and talked about this week through our Wednesday night devotional video, through um, my lesson this morning has been focused on prayer. And and I think that's a Holy Spirit thing more than a Matthew thing because that's where Matthew has been. But one of the things that I have thought a lot about this morning is is very simply, God is good. Some of the songs you picked this morning were the songs I needed because I come this morning... Uh, broken and in need of a loving and caring God who says, come to me because my burden is light. If, if, If you're weary, come to me, he says. That's the God that I need this morning. And I look around this room and I can't help but think. You see, sometimes we get in a habit of what I call putting on our church mask. Any of you put your church mask on this morning as you walked in the door? You see, here's what can happen sometimes in our lives. I've got a family of five, okay? No, I don't either. I have a family of six. Um, I don't need to be here this morning, y'all. Um, so Blair posted a picture the other day of us with just Vance and Collins, and I and my comment under that picture was, we have more kids than we had family members at that point in our life. Um. And so, I promise you, and some of you are the same way, sometimes that car ride to church on Sunday morning is full of aggravation, frustration, getting on to your kids, arguing with your husband, arguing with your wife, worrying about what's for lunch, all these different things. And then you walk in the building and everybody goes, Oh, Jonathan, how are you this morning? Oh, I'm great. and we put that church mask on, and everything that really happens in our lives and the things we are really feeling are swept under the pew because we don't want anybody to know that we're hurting and we're struggling. If I can't be with that family today, the only other place I'd rather be is with this family because this is my church family. And this is the group of people that when I'm down, I should be able to walk into and I should be able to be greeted with arms of love, not of arms of your love, but rather your arms of love being the extension of the arms and love of our Savior. And I know in a group this size this morning, I'm not the only one that feels this way. I know that some of you walked in this room this morning struggling with something, needing something, worried about something, concerned, carrying a load, and you need a Savior. You need a Savior who says, come to me. And we're going to do things a little bit backwards this morning. I don't want anybody to get upset with this because all we're going to do is pray. But I want you to turn to number 31, okay? I've always learned in my life when I get up and start preaching to say, we're going to do a little something different. All the elders get real nervous. But nothing to be nervous about. Basically, we're going to do a backwards invitation or in the wrong spot, as some people would say this morning. But what I want is as we sing this song this morning, If you're like me, and you just need to come to Jesus and lay a worry, a care, a burden, a concern at his feet, something you've been carrying, as we sing this song, you don't have to share what that is. I just want you to come up here with me. Have a seat. And after we sing this song, we're just going to pray together. And we're going to wrap our arms around each other up here. And we're just going to be together in prayer in front of our Savior who says, come to me. So if that's what you need this morning, I I, I just want you to meet Christ where you are in this moment. And let's just go to him and maybe lay some things at his feet and not carry them out with us this morning. So let's sing this song together. And And if you want to come join me before this prayer.
1: So So be be still and know that. that
0: you to grab the hand next to you and let's pray together. God, you are such an amazing God. You are the God that created this world, this universe. You are the God that breathed life into us. And and as you did that, not only did you breathe life into us, you breathed your spirit into us to give us that life. You are the sustainer of all things, God. But in this fallen world, in this world of sin, there are are times that that we struggle, that we carry heavy burdens, that we carry anxieties, that we carry worry, that we carry doubt. And God, those are things that you challenge us to say, let go of those things. And even though you say let go, it is so hard sometimes. We, we, we lose people we love. We walk through storms with people that we love God. And in those moments, in those moments, help us to see beyond the pressing that is in front of us and see the Savior that saved us and that promised us That he will work together all things for good. Even though we may not understand what that good is. To know that he is in control God. And that you are in control and that your spirit is guiding. God for those that are sitting here with us this morning. Up front and and even those who, who didn't come. I know each and every one of them carry a burden this morning. A concern, a worry. And God, I just pray that together we lay those worries at your feet and rejoice in you and be gentle and realize that you are near so that that peace that surpasses all understanding can be ours to have. I thank you for everyone in this room. I thank you for this family. And I pray that we will always be real with each other and be a place of comfort, a soft place to land when the rugs of this world are ripped out from under us. May we hold each other up and love as you do. And It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. I'm not going to keep you a whole lot longer because I'm in one of those moods that I could just talk for a long time. Luke chapter 18, then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Isn't that some amazing words? Isn't the reason a lot of times that we pray is because we've hit a moment in our life where we feel like it would be easier to give up? that there's a challenge and a struggle right there in front of us, and we look at it and we go, God, it would be easier to just give up than it would be to work through this moment. James tells us that when we face trials and challenges in our life, he said you push through those moments because by pushing through those moments, you develop perseverance. You develop this ability to endure things that you never thought that you can endure. And that starts with going to God in prayer. Jesus told His disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. He said in a certain town there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared what people thought. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with a plea. Grant me justice against my adversary. For some time he refused. But finally he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or care what people think, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I will see that she gets justice so that she won't eventually so, so that so that she won't eventually come and attack me. And the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says, and will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the son of man comes, will he find faith on the earth? The first thing that I want to share with you this morning is this idea. Don't worry, pray. Don't worry, pray. This woman had an interesting challenge that she was facing. And it would be easy for her, it would be easy for her to get so wrapped up on the challenge that she forgets about what God can do. One of the things that uh, I talked about Wednesday night in our video devotional, if you watch that, was we have a tendency, we have a habit of looking at things and categorizing things of, I can handle and deal with this on my own, but God, I need you to deal with this. I've got this stuff over here under control, and God, I need you to deal with these things over here. (laughs) What I've learned in my own life is these things that I exclude God from tend to be the things that I worry about the most. You know why? Because God's not in the middle of them. Because I'm trying to fix them. And I have um, a Tim Allen effect from, um, what was the show? Home Improvement. That every time Tool Man Tim tried to fix something in his own house, what happened? he made it worse. I have that tendency in my life that when I try to deal with things and fix them myself, I mess them up instead of putting God in the middle of it to begin with. And in this particular story, she wasn't worried about the individual. She didn't let that consume her. What she let consume her was her prayer. I'm going to constantly go to the man that can make a difference, the man that can change this, and I'm going to make sure that he hears him, hears me, and hears what I need him to say. Which leads me to the second idea always pray persistently. Always pray persistently. This woman came, and in many ways, her prayer caused worry. If you think about it, her prayer caused worry worry she worried this man with prayer to the point that what was his fear that eventually she's going to quit coming and talking to me and she's going to what she's going to attack me she's going to jump me i'm worried about what she's going to do because she is so persistent that is such a powerful lesson for us now i truly believe that one prayer is the most powerful thing in the world but the more you pray that prayer Believe the more you believe in the power of God. The more excited you are when that prayer is answered. Pray persistently. I had a man, I, w- I was really down about my, my life when I was, before I met Blair. And um, I was like, you know, I'm never going to get married. No one's ever going to want to love me, all this stuff. And one of the old men of the church pulled me aside one day. he had heard me kind of complain. And he goes, can I ask you something? I go, yeah. He goes, are you praying for a wife? I go, yeah. He said, what are you praying for? A wife? He goes, no. He goes, what does she look like? I go, I don't know. A woman? And he said, how do you know God sent her into your life if you're not praying specifically for what you want and persistently for what you want? He said, if you want her to have brown hair, pray that she has brown hair. If you want her to have blonde hair, if you want her to be tanned, you know, uh, all these things, he goes, pray about those things. And I did. And I started praying about those things, and I started praying about those things every single day. And when Blair walked into my life, I knew that was an answer to a prayer because I had been constantly praying about those things to God. Now, I didn't realize how big of a handful it was going to be. And if I want her to know that, I'll tell her myself. Take that out of the podcast. But it was a blessing. And I knew it was a blessing because I had continually been on my knees to God about that. The next thing is pray positively. Don't doubt. Don't ever doubt God. God's not always going to answer the prayers the way you want them answered. And and I came across such an interesting, go to Daniel chapter 10. Through my study this week, I came across an interesting section in the book of Daniel. You see, a lot of times in the book of Daniel, we read just a couple of different stories and studies from the book of Daniel. We read Daniel in the lion's den. We read the story of uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, um, and, and the fiery furnace, and we read these things. But then you get into the last kind of half of, of Daniel, and you get into um, a lot of different signs and different visions that sometimes it's hard for us to understand because in all honesty it's not for us it was for Daniel in the moment that he was living in but in chapter 10 he's given this vision he's given this dream from what many said is Gabriel and if you go to um Go to verse 2, he says, At that time I, Daniel, mourned for three weeks. I ate no choice food, no meat or wine touched my lips, and I used no lotions at all until the three weeks were over. And so what he's letting you know in this little verse is that for three weeks he was devoted to prayer through fasting and a lot of different things. And so he's praying to God, and Gabriel comes to him, and he says in verse 12, then he continued, Do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to humble yourself before God, your words were heard and I have come in response to them. Now, I love that I love that verse for this reason. From the day you started praying about these things, Daniel, God heard your prayer and sent me to answer your prayer. From the day you prayed those things. From the day you prayed those things. From the moment you pray to God, God hears your prayer and he begins to put the answer to your prayer in motion. Think about that for a second. How powerful of a thought is that? But go on with me. But the prince of Persia, but the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me for 20 days. Then Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me because I was detained there. With the king of Persia. Now I have come to explain to you what will happen to your people in the future for the vision concerns, for the vision concerns a time yet to come. What's he saying here? That's that vision language. So what he's saying is, I had been sent to give you the answer to your prayer. I'd been sent to answer your prayer in that moment you prayed it, and Satan got in my way. Have you ever thought about that? Have you ever thought about how Satan can get in the way of the answers of your prayers? That God sends angels to answer your prayers and Satan battles those angels to keep them from getting to you. But the point here is, and he tells Daniel this, but you kept praying anyway. You kept praying anyway. Anyway, don't give up. Just because you're not seeing the results of your prayer doesn't mean God hasn't answered them. That's one of the most powerful things I've learned from this study this week is that it might be that Satan's just getting in the way. And he's getting in the way so that you will lose hope. But don't don't give up. Don't give up. Always pray and pray positively and do not doubt what God may be doing in your life. I want to tell you this funny story to end today. I'm sorry if my thoughts are are rather scattered today, but here is a a, a story on prayer that I hope will help you remember some things. A young man went into a drugstore to buy three boxes of chocolate. This is one of my favorite preacher stories, by the way. a small, medium, and large one. When the pharmacist asked him about the three boxes, he said, "Well, I'm going over to my new girlfriend's house for supper tonight." Then we're going out on our first date. If she only lets me hold her hand, then I'm going to give her the small box. If she lets me kiss her on the cheek, I'm going to give her the medium box. But if we get to do some serious smooching, I'm going to give her the big box. So he made the purchase and left. That evening, as he sat down at dinner with his girlfriend's family, he asked if he could pray before the meal. He began to pray. And he prayed an earnest, intense prayer that lasted almost five minutes. When he finished, his girlfriend looked at him and said, you never told me you were such a religious person. To which he responded, you never told me your dad was the pharmacist. It's always a good thing to pray. Whatever the circumstances, pray. Paul says as he closes out, The uh, the book of 1 Thessalonians, he says, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. Whatever's going on in your life, bring it to God in prayer. We've already had a moment of, of coming and praying. But as we always do, we want to offer an opportunity for you to not just let things go in your life, but also to put Christ on in baptism. You see, the power of prayer... The power of prayer goes a long way, especially when you're someone who's living within the kingdom, when you're praying with the spirit that fills you in your life. The prayer of a righteous man is what? Powerful and effective. And this morning, if you've not found righteousness through the waters of baptism, I challenge you to find that righteousness today before it is too late.